A championship contender is losing his ride. Brett Sweet took a big step towards another title, as did Tim McCready, and a lot more from the Dirt Racing Weekend. Let's go. It's Monday, September 26th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. A boatload of stuff to get to today on the show, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in here. And I'll start with the World of Outlaws uh, sprint cars between Eldora and Sharon. Friday at Eldora, it was Rico Abreu driving up from third to earn his first Outlaw win since 2018. It was something like 111 races between victories. I tweeted out on Saturday how much better Rico has been this season with Ricky Warner as his crew chief, and the numbers are pretty staggering. Average finishes up nearly three spots. His qualifying average is more than six spots better. He's got five heat wins versus zero a year ago and 11 dash, and, uh, dash appearances versus two last year. There was talk early in the year about Rico maybe going full-time for 2023 with the Outlaws, and if that is still on the table, they have definitely got that program going in the right direction. Wasn't easy for Rico, though. A late spin for Sheldon Hoddenshield nearly collected the 24. Super close there in turns three and four. There was also a nasty hit for Brock Zierfoss. I was glad to see him walk away from that one. Jacob Allen kept his top 10 streak alive with a 21st to 6th run, which was good for hard charger. Don't tell me there's no passing in sprint car racing. And then on Saturday at Sharon, Brad Sweet took a big step uh, forward towards earning his fourth consecutive series championship. It took three tries to get that feature started, but once going, it was all sweet out front. He led all 35 laps en route to his fifth win of the year. He finished ahead of David Gravel and Carson Macedo both nights this past weekend and headed to Williams Grove this week for the National Open. The gap back to Gravel is now 96 points. As for Macedo, they had mechanical issues at Sharon and ended up with a DNF in 22nd. With just nine nights left and the hole now 140, I think we can basically say that Macedo is about out of this one. Sweet and that KKR team have been pretty incredible down the stretch here. His worst finish over the last 11 races is sixth, and that stretch includes wins at River Cities and Sharon and 10 top fives. If we stretch it out to his last 21 races, the 49 has finished outside the top 10 just a single time, and that was 11th at Jackson. And as for Jacob Allen, his top 10 streak is now up to 15 straight races. He had a 12th to 6th charge at Sharon. His incredible season uh, in, uh, continues as well. National Open Weekend starts on Friday. We'll have a lot more on that later in the week. And the rest of the weekend at Eldora for Four Crown was packed with racing and storylines. We talked on the Friday show about Lane Racing uh, dropping Cap Henry and Crew Chief Zach Myers with just three All-Star races left. When my show was done and uploaded, we didn't know at the time who the replacement was. For Eldora, it ended up being Cy Lynch. I'm not sure I saw that one coming. Friday with the Outlaws got off to a slow start with Lynch ending the night 10th in a B-Main. The Saturday program did go better for them with Lynch in the dash and a 6th place start, but he did fade to 14th at the feature, or at, uh, at the end of the feature. Uh, remember, though, that the All-Star field was quite a bit softer on Saturday night with the Outlaws moving over to Sharon. So he was better, but how much better is kind of tough to tell. We don't know yet uh, what the final weekend at Fremont will look like for the Lane 4 or for the future. I also mentioned uh, I didn't know who would be in the McGee 11, and it actually ended up being Logan Seavey. He bagged a heat win in that car and ended up 11th after starting 5th. It was his series debut uh, uh, for Logan Seavey there with the All-Stars. Logan has run, uh, I think, at least a handful of Outlaw shows before, but never had been in an All-Star race. And Seavey and Chris Windham were the only two drivers to run all four races on Saturday. 
The Saturday All-Star win went to Tyler Courtney, who led all but one lap in that one. Justin Peck kept him honest through much of that feature. I thought with the championship pressure off, Sunshine would have a good shot at the win, and it ended up being true. So now the All-Stars have just two nights left on the season with a doubleheader weekend coming up at Fremont in a few weeks. In the Silver Crown race at Eldora, uh, Eldora we had a big shakeup for that championship. Once it Cody Swanson crashed out on lap one, and that, combined with a win for Logan Seavey, has left the standings tied with just two races left. The Bettenhausen 100 at Springfield on October 15th and the finale at IRP on October 22nd will settle this thing. So one dirt race, one pavement race remaining there for the Silver Crown cars. And the Midgets had a wild two nights with big crashes and some crazy racing. The Midgets at Eldora just completely blow me away. It is so crazy to watch those cars go around there. Uh, and you could tell uh, <laughs> how, uh, how how big this was for some guys and how not big it was for some guys. The, the fields were actually fairly small the two nights. Definitely some people decided to stay away with uh, what was possible there. Friday night uh, in that main event, it was Kenda McIntosh who went for a big ride. He caught the turn one wall and flipped wildly from the lead. That handed the top spot to Mitchell Moles, who drove away to that victory. It was the second win of the season with Chad Boat for Moles. Moles just continues to be impressive uh, between the sprint car and the midget with USAC. Saturday, though, didn't go so well for that team. Moles crashed out in a big way and ended up in a, in a 16th on the night. There was also a crazy incident for Buddy Kofoid and Chance Crum. Kofoid blew a right rear tire on Saturday, and Crum had absolutely nowhere to go. Both cars destroyed. Now, both drivers were okay, if not a little sore following that crash. Chris Windham drove on to the Saturday night win, which was his first this season in limited starts. Nine points-paying races remain for the Midgets, and Kofoid leads Grant Ryan now by 157 markers. And on the sprint car side of things, after a tough weekend between Circle City and Hobstadt, where he gave up ground to Brady Bacon both nights, Justin Grant clawed some of those points back between uh, a fifth at Gas City last week, last Thursday, and then he won Saturday night at Eldora. JG got by early leader Jason McDougall on lap five, and that was basically it. Uh, the season is not over yet. Still seven race nights remaining for the USAC National Sprint Cars, but the gap between Grant and Bacon is now 80 points. We haven't seen Bacon win since all the way back in June, and that team will need to find a little more pace if they're going to track down Grant for this championship. Over to the weekend's the lay model racing, we had Lucas at Brownstown and the Outlaws at Boyd's. A story I missed from last week was the announcement that Tanner English and Riggs Motorsports are set to part ways following the 2022 season. I'm a bit surprised by this one because English just picked up those wins at Davenport with the Outlaws and is still in the mix for the Outlaw title with Dennis Herb Jr. It sounds from the release and the Dirt on Dirt story that this move was actually initiated from the Riggs side, but that things are good between the two parties. Riggs will continue to race with their sons, and English is now ride-searching. He told Dirt on Dirt that he's open to any opportunities, big or small. And as for the Outlaw title fight, not a whole lot of change over the weekend. English finished ahead of Urban Friday at Boyd's, but behind him on Saturday. So the difference right now is 98 points with eight race nights still left. Uh, not a, uh, a super good chance, I think, here for Tanner English, uh, especially if Herb can just continue to kind of knock down top tens. Uh, but there is a small chance here that this could still be done. That Friday race uh, at Boyd's was dominated by Jimmy Owens. He started on the pole and led all 40 laps to score his second straight outlaw win. It was the first time Owens had won back-to-back -back outlaw shows since he did it at Volusia in 2020. The Saturday show looked like we might get a similar performance just from a different veteran driver. Dale McDowell led 46 of 50 laps, but things got good there towards the end. Ryan Gusson was able to track McDowell down late, and a big move into turn one on the white flag lap got it done for the Reaper. Gustin went low and slid across McDowell's nose, uh, nose to take the lead, and he then drove off to his second outlaw win of the year. 
The move was definitely a little sketchy, uh, but Gustin went right to McDowell after the race, and both guys were smiling uh, in victory lane. The outlaw season continues this weekend uh, with stops at Cherokee and Sonoya. As for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Brownstown, they ended up running both features on Saturday because of Friday rain. And both shows this weekend were also points-paying races, uh, which wasn't a good thing for Brandon Shepard. He entered Brownstown just 100 points back of Tim McCready, but is 180 out leaving the weekend. Uh, T-Mac finished ahead of him in both races. The Friday feature was dominated from green to checkered by Hudson O'Neill. Dalton Wilson did try to make it interesting, but just didn't have enough, and he actually ended up third at the end behind Josh Rice in second. In the 100 lapper on Saturday night, McCready led early from the pole before Tyler Erb took over out front on lap 26. It felt like McCready just seemed content to just ride for a while on that one and conserve his stuff for a late race push. And then that push came uh, not long after halfway. T-Mac drove back by Herb for the lead on lap 65. And in the closing stages, second running Ricky Thornton Jr. couldn't close up on 39. It was McCready's third career Jackson 100 victory and his fifth Lucas win of the year. Herb ended up third on the night, which was his first podium and first laps led with Lucas since Husits in July. The final six race uh, stretch for Lucas begins this weekend with shows at Tyler County and Raceway 7 in Ohio. And the championship finale we spotlighted for the weekend was for the IRA Sprint Cars. I mentioned this last week on The Daily Show. We talked to Blake Anderson about it. And if you also follow Dirt Tracker on TikTok, you saw it over there as well. Jake Blackhurst came into the final two nights with a nine-point lead over Jordan Goldsberry. But unfortunately, we did not get the exciting conclusion we were hoping for. Blackhurst had disaster strike on Friday in the night's second dash. He got upside down in turn four trying to make a pass on the top side. And not only did it force him to scratch from that night's feature, he was also not in attendance on Saturday at Plymouth. Jordan Goldsberry ended up third on Friday and 13th on Saturday, and that was more than enough to secure him the 2022 IRA championship. Poor Royal Pennsylvania Mayor, uh, Mayor Dylan Sisney won the Friday show. That's the kind of politics I'm talking about. Uh, while Jake Newman won the season finale. Other weekend win uh, winners from around the country included Darren Pittman in 410 action on Saturday at Sealands Grove. Nice there uh, in the Hefner car. Anthony Macri won the big cash on Saturday night there at Sealands Grove, taking home $26,000. Lance DeWeese won Friday at Williams Grove. Did I say Williams Grove or Sealands Grove? Uh, Macri at Pittman won at Sealands Grove. Lance DeWeese won at Williams Grove. That's not confusing at all. Uh, Joel Myers Jr. won the Sprint Car Challenge Tour show at Petaluma. And Kyle Larson won the main event in Seabell's Micro Show at Texas Motor Speedway. With the Super Dark Car Series, Matt Shepard went 15th to the win at Albany, Saratoga. Weekend U.S. MTS victories were scored by Caden Carter and Jim Chisholm. Tyler Bear scored the big $50,000 fast track win at Virginia Motor Speedway. While Tyler Stevens swept the comp cams weekend at Boot Hill. The only items on the streaming schedule today are the iRacing World of Outlaws Late Models on Duravision and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule anytime, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do so already. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>